55 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. What's happening Thursday? What's happening on your Thursday? I'm Matt. In the... Why is my headphone volume turned down so low? There we go. Now I can hear myself. You hear me, Roger? (laughs) What? Yes. What? Huh? (laughs) Welcome in to the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are the home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. That's what you get at Farm Bureau. Hey, let me tell you something. Today's a big day on the show for lots of reasons. Okay? A big day on the show for lots of reasons. One of which is a real superstar is going to be on the show here in just a few minutes. Deuce McAllister, former Ole Miss All-American. And then a pro bowler at running back for the New Orleans Saints. He's in the Saints Hall of Fame, and now he's covering their training camp because he's on the broadcast team for the Saints on the radio. You know the Saints, yeah? Who that? They've been in the news. And uh, so Deuce is going to jump on with us if everything goes according to plan here on today's show. Later we'll check in with Matt Moscona from ESPN Baton Rouge in New Orleans. There with After Further Review, great afternoon show in Louisiana. That and more. Your phone calls. Roger's going to hit that phone ringy-dingy sound whenever, and let me know whenever there's a phone call. We've got the text line up and going at 885-ESPN. But it's also a big day just because this is a historical day in television, Roger. Oh, really? Yep. What is it? On this day, August the 1st, 1979... The final, episode, the final episode of this show aired. From Television City in Hollywood. Come on, everybody. Good times. Yeah, baby. Good times with all the crew. You remember that show, Roger? Oh, yeah, I do. I watched it. Man, yeah. Watched of it when it was new. <laughs> when it was. A, see. Before it went into reruns. Right. I was alive when it was not in reruns, when it was on the air. I was born in 76, and uh, it went off the air in 79. I just don't remember it. <laughs> and it was a great, 
great show. I'm going to have to find some more stuff. I found it at the last minute, so I don't have JJ saying dynamite, but I'm going to find it. Who's on Wasn't the phone? Janet Jackson on that, sh- on that show? I, sh- I believe so. As yes. A young, youngster. As we a got youngster. Ben's got a question about uh, uh, Paul Feinbaum. You might know the answer. Who's, who's this, Ben? This is Ben. Hey, Ben. Thanks for calling me on the Divinity phone. What's happening, man? Uh, just kind of got a question about Paul Feinbaum. I noticed he hadn't been on the air in the last two or three weeks, hmm. and I called Bo Bounds in the morning, and he couldn't give me an answer, so I thought I'll try him that. Ben, I'm sorry to tell you that I don't have any details. Now, it could be, I'm, I'm telling you, who knows? This is total speculation. It could be anything from he's sick to contract negotiations right on down to he's taking a vacation before football season begins. Because once football for a guy like that, once football begins, it's no time off until about this time next year, if you know what I'm saying. So it could be any of those things. I do not have a clue as to what it is. I'm sorry. Okay, well, I even called ESPN. And they couldn't give me an answer. Yeah. Well, um, if I hear anything, I'll pass it along. I'll give you that. That's my word on that. If I hear something, I'll pass it along. Okay? All right. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thank be, you. Could be just something as simple as, you know, that show is very perishable. You know, can't just run a whole lot of rewinds mm-hmm. on that show. So That's he right. may just be taking his hiatus. That's know, what but, I'm saying. You know, yeah. guy, if for someone like him in that line of work, if he is – if he is going to take an extended time off, this is the only time of year he can do it, which right. is after SEC media days and before you kind of jump into fall practice and fall camp and interviews going on around the league. So that may be all it is, really. Yeah, sure enough. You know, you hope it's not a health issue or something like that. So there you go. All right, we got him. The man. The man himself. Well, look, Roger, he's the only one who has and probably even deserves his own intro. The next guest on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Threaten once more to the cries of Deuce, Deuce, Deuce. They throw it out in the left flat to him. Makes a move. Five. Touchdown, Deuce McAllister. Deuce is doing it all. We That's what I'm talking about. Hey, Deuce, what's up? Nothing much, man. How you doing, buddy? Man, hey, I'm that's d- a heck of an intro there for sure. <laughs> yeah, it is. If that doesn't give you a little goosebump, man, then what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah. Hey, uh, how are things going so far at Saints uh, training camp? The biggest thing I can say is no major injuries. There you go. So I think that's that, that that's a positive in itself uh, to have Mike Thomas out here today. Uh, I think gave the offense a little bit of juice, but uh, overall it's been really good for him. You know, I saw on Twitter yesterday uh, after Mike got that contract, he shared the video – of that coach from last year in the postgame locker room in college football who said, now tell him to bring me my money. <laughs> he shared that uh, on Twitter. I'm sure he's in a good mood, huh? He is in a very good mood. And, you know, uh, you're, you're happy for a young man like that because, look, you know, and uh, I knew one of the receivers that was taken before him, but he was the sixth receiver taken his draft class year, and he has played with a chip on his shoulder 
ever since, wanting to come out and prove that he should have been, you know, if not the first receiver, at least probably in the top five or top ten in his draft class. I mean, but he works. He works. He is he is a young man that you have to even tell to slow down and walk throughs. I mean, that's how fast he wants to go, and he wants to be perfect. And so uh, you're proud to see the work that he's put in pay off. You know, and gosh, what a as we look back on it, we we knew it then, Deuce, but but now you look at where he is, what he's done in his career, the numbers, now the contract, and we can definitively look back and say, what a great situation for a receiver to come into, huh? I mean, playing for Sean Payton and with Drew Brees, I mean, that's the best. Well, it's a great situation, but you know, you you talk about the work that was put in. Most people don't know he was a junior college recruit mm. he did not have any major division one offers he begged rick Newhouse at ucla to take him and a couple of the coaches wanted to offer him but rick you know decided to not do so he had to go the junior college route and so he's been working or at least trying to prove pretty much his whole career but when you talk about a system for a receiver i don't know many that that is uh, receiver friendly as this system is and you know he's been able to take advantage of it no question. Deuce McAllister on your radio. Y'all know who he is. Y'all follow him on Twitter if you don't. At McAllister 26 He's got the blue check mark. Make sure it's him. Give him a follow. <laughs> uh, Deuce, um, with him showing up there, what what's it like when a player is out, for whatever the reason, but holding out with this contract thing, and then he shows up? What's the reception like from the teammates? Well, the first thing, you know, uh, particularly when it's a contract issue, all the guys are going to rag him and mess with him a little bit. I mean, and so you you have to endure that. But then for for a guy like him, you want to see what type of conditioning he is. And if you know Mike, he was going to come in, and he, he, he's basically fine as far as conditioning is concerned. You know, uh, I don't know how much of the conditioning test he did yesterday on their off day, but I know he was involved with it. So from that standpoint, that's probably the first thing that you want to see. And then, you know, it's, it, it's let me see him make some catches. Let me see what type of plays he can make and he was able to come out here and do a little bit of it and then to be able to see him after practice run routes go get on the jug machine catch some extra balls I mean that's just who he is you know and it's like I want to be a fly on the wall in the front office because it's like I can picture him sitting back in their chair like take take a sip of water and a sigh of relief we got Michael signed and now it's like hey wait a minute what about Alvin is he next is Kamara next well, obviously he has to play out this year um, mm-hmm. because they can't do a deal with him until after he has three years uh, of, of service. So I think, you know, maybe a few more guys will, will get a deal done. But Allen's def- definitely coming. I mean, I think, you know, you want to be able to take care of Lattimore. Lattimore has two more years. You can do a deal with Alvin before. So to get that done, you know, a guy, Ryan Ramchek, will be another one. Even our Mississippi kid, Demario Davis, will be – up in a couple of years, so you can see them start to make some moves with some of those young core guys that they have on that roster. Do you, Deuce, look at this team, and you know, even with what's going on at Atlanta, you know, you look around the league um, in that division, Tampa, Carolina. Is this a year you're going to go in there and feel like the Saints should win this division this year um, in 2019? 
it won't be easy, but they're going to be right there with the with you know the Carolinas and Atlanta, uh, and and I still need to see what Bruce can do with their quarterback situation down in Tampa. But you know, if Atlanta bounces back and is healthy, they're going to be right there in the end with the Saints. And then you know you just don't know with Carolina because of Cam's health. But I mean, if he's able to go through all sixteen, then they're going to be a problem as well. So most division games for all of those teams are the back end uh, of the season. So for the Saints, they play a lot of the NFC or the AFC opponents early on, and then they get into the meat of their schedule as far as division games, uh, you know, November, December. Yeah. Well, and preseason, when you look at preseason, that's what's on us right now. And a lot of times when we talk, Deuce, we kind of skip over the preseason. And I wonder if – you know, we're looking at next week going to start the preseason for y'all against the Saints. I'm sorry, against the Vikings. Then uh, travel and play some preseason stuff against the Chargers and the Jets and then host the Dolphins. What are you, if you're a player like you were all those years and you're about to embark on these preseason games, what are you trying to accomplish? Especially if you're a veteran. What are you trying to get done in preseason games? I think for most of these guys, for this team particularly, they probably have about 46 spots that they know and feel really good about. There are probably seven jobs to be had, and that may even be generous, maybe less than that. But, you know, we'll go anywhere between seven and um, seven and five jobs to be had. So if you're a veteran, really, that first game uh, for, for this Saints team, those guys may get, you know, some of them may not even play at all. Camp Jordan, he may not play at all. Hmm. Drew may not play at all. But most of those guys may get, after that, the first two units may get two series, three series. And what I'm working on is just some small things that we've been working on, you know, that I've identified over the OT set, OTA sessions for uh, myself. You know, I want to work on my catching. I want to work on my uh, maybe a drop or new stance that I'm using Small things like that, that's what you want to be able to see, particularly in that first game, second game. After that, that third game, that's your dress rehearsal. Most of the guys that are going to make the squad, they don't play in week four. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's those first really three games as a bet that you want to work on some small things and make sure that you're you're, you're ready to go for week one. Right. Uh, Deuce McAllister on your radio right now. Um if, if y'all know who Deuce is, but as a reminder, he's a guy who ran through the entire Tampa defense in a game one time without a helmet on. Did it? Saw it? <laughs> saw it with my own eyes? Sure did. Deuce, um, I, I sometimes every time I get ready loaded up to ask you this question because I ask it like every time. I wonder like one time Deuce just gonna hang up on me when I ask him. But here goes. Uh, how much does Drew Brees have left? Is this it? <laughs> We've talked about this for the last four <laughs> years, and every time he's been amazing to be able to break, you know, the the record as far as going out and playing as an elite quarterback. Uh, I, I thought the last three or four years that was it, you know, and I don't I don't know if this will be it for him. Uh, he doesn't have a contract going into next year, and you know, when you ask him and he talks about it, he'll just tell you, you know, I'm just living in the moment, taking one day at a time. So he really won't. Uh, definitively give an answer one way or another. The only thing that you can look and see uh, is his kids are getting older. And mm-hmm. so if it's anything that's going to pull him away, it won't be anything to say with age and football. It'll be because he wants to spend more time with his kids. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. And anybody, I think, can understand that. Deuce, um, staying in the NFL but kind of departing from the Saints, I just want to ask you a question about a guy that I know you followed in college. Um 
man, I, I didn't wake up thinking about this. I saw it on Twitter. Uh, somebody who covers the Colts had a photo of Chad Kelly, who's on with the Colts now trying to make their team, former Ole Miss quarterback. And the caption on the picture said, this is the first guy out at practice every day. It's quarterback Chad Kelly. And he goes out to throw and all this kind of stuff, and he's getting out there early trying to make their team. For someone like him who's been through what he's been through and now trying to latch on with another NFL team, I guess, first of all, what do you think his chances are? And secondly, do you see him as a guy who maybe finally had that, you know, come to Jesus, so to speak, wake-up call? Not the talent. Talent and the question with Chad. It's off the field. And 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 once he can prove that he can handle off the field, he's going to be he, he's going to be fine. I mean, so for Chad to go out and prove and put in the time, that's great. But for Chad, he has to show that off the field he can handle it. I mean, because if he doesn't have the incident uh, in Denver, I think he's still in Denver. You know, probably competing or at least changing what they do uh, from a team standpoint because Elway left him, and you know he's Frank. Frank uh, was probably obviously familiar with his uh, with, with his uncle, and so not to say that that's why he's a part of that franchise, but there is a connection there. And so Chad has all the ability in the world. The question is, can he handle off the field? Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Deuce, um, when you're out there in the heat watching these guys practice, does it ever kind of hit you? You get this, I don't know, internal almost anger that, Time always catches up with us, and our bodies just won't let us continue to play. Do, do you kind of wish you could be out there? No, not, <laughs> not, not, not one bit. Not, not, not in this heat. We were talking about it. You know, I, I do feel like that if camps were uh, maybe easy is not the right word, but maybe laid back is the right better word. Mm-hmm. If they were as laid back as they are now, where they can't practice two a days. Mm-hmm. I think I probably would have made another three or four years in the NFL. But uh, these guys, you know, you, you, you have to take advantage of the opportunity that you have, and that's what these guys try to do. Yeah. Hey, Deuce, um, I know it's a busy time. It's about to really kick into high gear next week, and I uh, can't say thanks enough for you giving me some of your time here today on a Thursday and jumping on the radio with us here at home in Mississippi. Thank you. Not a problem at all. Thank you for having me. Yep. That's Deuce McAllister. Uh, former number 26 for the New Orleans Saints. He's in the Saints Hall of Fame. He's now their analyst on their radio broadcasts. Uh, former Ole Miss All-American as well. A lot covered in that conversation with Deuce. And, you know, the one thing I think that jumps out to me is going back to the story of Michael Thomas. I mean, what in the world does that say to so many you know, high school football players, even college football players who aren't in the situation you'd love to be in, right? Right? Like everybody wants to be the four or five star talent recruit who has 15 scholarship offers in the Power Five, can choose any number of SEC, ACC schools to go play football for. And then you go there and you play and you leave early in three years or even in four and you're a first, second round draft pick and you get your money and you start right away and everything's a huggy-dory, right? Everybody would love to have that. Everybody thinks, okay, that's the perfect scenario. Well, hold on. <clears throat> There's a lot of examples that it's not the perfect scenario. 
you know, if I were to narrow it down, what I would say is the absolute perfect scenario for any NFL player coming into that league is to be absolutely motivated and on fire to prove everybody wrong your first couple of years in the league. Well, if that's the perfect scenario to launch an NFL career, then what does it take to get in that scenario? What does it take to be in those shoes, to be motivated night and day to prove everybody wrong? Well, it means things haven't necessarily gone smoothly for you. Michael Thomas is the, the at this point, the highest paid receiver with the richest contract for any receiver in NFL history and was a junior college player, had nothing out of high school, went to junior college, had very few, if any, offers out of JUCO. You heard Deuce McAllister say he begged Rick Neuheisel and UCLA to sign him. Was the sixth receiver taken in the draft Okay, now that's a heck of an accomplishment, but still they got other guys taken ahead of you. And all in the world he has done has been been motivated night and day, outplayed all those guys beginning in his first year, and now is sitting on a five-year, $100 million contract, and $61 million of that is guaranteed money. And you heard Deuce say it's all about putting in the work. What a story that guy is. That's going to be the soundbite for today. Follow me on Twitter, at Radio Wyatt. I promise I'll throw that to you later today after the show. Heck of a story. All right. Just getting started with you on this Thursday. Hit me up on the Divinity Equipment phone, 995-1059. I'll take your calls next here in the Farm Bureau studio. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Welcome back. Farm Bureau Studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. I'm Matt Wyatt. Roger's over here pushing all the buttons and driving this thing down the road. Driving the bus. He's driving the bus. He's the bus driver. He's the engineer. (laughs) Roger's like one of those truck drivers where you're going down the road and you make eye contact and you signal to them to blow the horn and they pull it. Honk. He'll do it. He'll honk that horn if you ask. I'll tell you, the kids, all the way to North Carolina and back, every time we pass the truck driver. <laughs> yeah. And about three out of four of them would do it, too. I went on a youth trip one time uh, in junior high, high school, with our church youth group. And one of the we rode in a van. There were two different vans that took everybody, and one of the vans had a CB radio in it. And we abused that. Well, I say abused. We... We didn't abuse it. We just talked the driver into letting us talk to some truckers on the CB one time. And you didn't say good buddy or nothing, did you? <clears throat> I think somebody said did say good buddy. Uh-oh. Yeah, we learned that. You got the pass because you were kids. Eh, either that or just gave the t- 
totally wrong message we were trying to give here. One or the one or the other. Time out. There we go. Little uh, coffee from High Point Roasters is poured in the cup. I still have plenty of coffee in the thermos from High Point Roasters in New Albany. Y'all check them out. Order your coffee there. You will not be disappointed. It is roasted right there on Highway 15 in New Albany. Highpointroasters.com. Go online and order some. All right. One more historical nugget I want to throw your way. Now, I got people, I got some people jazzed up earlier mentioning the show Good Times. Played the theme song. Good Times aired its final episode on this day in 1979. But I grew up in the early 80s watching the reruns. <laughs> sure did. True story. This also happened. Just quick, I, you need to know this. This also happened. On this day in 1981, MTV made its debut at 12.01 a.m. They flipped the switch, turned it on. MTV, one minute after midnight, August the 1st, 1981. Do you remember, Roger, the first video, music video ever shown on MTV? Um, I would. I think it was the Buggles and Video Killed the Radio Star. My man, you nailed it. You even gave the band. I remember, I wanted to be a radio star. This is it. I would just, I've always wondered, like, this song was so... The title, Video Killed the Radio Star. That's when what it gets to the chorus, it, it sounds better. Here we go. Video Get that guy off the megaphone. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That video of that song, the first one ever played on MTV. On this day, at midnight 01, on this day, August 1st, 1981. I wanted to get that in there for you. I think MTV also pioneered um, what we now call reality television. Did they really? I believe so. Some of those uh, spring break shows they were doing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, the text line, 885-ESPN. 885-ESPN. Text the show or call me on the Divinity Equipment phone. Divinity Equipment in Madison and Jackson. Roger, I was getting some new info from uh, Jonathan, my buddy Jonathan McMillan over there at uh, Divinity Equipment there in Madison. Mm -hmm. And listen to these words he texts me. See if this doesn't get you feeling good. It said, we've got all our fall deals kicking now, that's his way of saying we've got them started. But that's not the word that got my attention. The word that got my attention is fall. Think about yeah. that. <laughs> fall, a, man. We had a, a brief uh, fall kiss here last mm-hmm. week or this week. We've been getting some of those. Just a little bit. Yeah. But it's we, always the fair. We did. It's not going to cool down a lap of the fair. We always kind of think it will. But right. First um, part of October. Here's an update for Ben who called in earlier. Ben, who is a concerned listener, who listens to the Feinbaum show in the afternoons and wanted to know where Paul is. He hadn't been on and nobody knows. 
I got a text, unnamed texter that said that Paul came on his show for just a little bit on Tuesday and said he said that he'd be doing meetings and vacations. So he's having meetings and he's on vacation. There you go, Ben. That's according to one of our listeners here on the show who saw that on the Paul Feinbaum thing. Or, you know, looking on stage last night during the debate. I didn't know. Maybe he had <laughs> taken a little time off to run for president. Yeah. Can you, can you imagine that, by the way? Yeah, who, I can't imagine that. Hey, uh, Gator John Nation. Gruden. Gator Nation texted the show and said, Matt, who's the top three in the top 100 countdown? I might have to call and complain. Signed, Gator Nation. Well, it's not over yet. We still have a month to go in the countdown, Gator Nation. And hold on, let me pull. I've got a little countdown thing here on a clock on my computer. The countdown is 30 days. So today will be team number 30. Now, I, I'll admit to you something. I skipped the last two days just because, frankly, the team's just completely and utterly boring and uninteresting. Oh, and I appreciate this so much, Sean. On the text line, Sean sent. Look at. Can you see that, Roger? That thing he sent. Oh yeah. How about that graphic right there? Isn't that great? (laughs) It's a little graphic. MTV rewind. MTV just turned 38 years old. Helped celebrate 18 years of music, and the graphic is Beavis and Butthead with party hats on, holding a cake with a stick of dynamite in it. (laughs) Of all the things on MTV that. You know, I probably watched the most. I didn't watch a lot of music videos. Just not my thing. Never was, even though it was a cool thing to do in the '90s. Uh, some of these reality shows they did. I, I'm just not. I've never been interested in any of it. But Beavis and Butthead, I'd watch. <laughs> okay. You know the origination of the character that became Hank Hill. Yeah. Check this out. They're working at McDonald's. Let's fry something. Yeah, check it out. Cut, cut, cut. Grease is cool. Come on. Grease is cool, huh? (laughs) Deep fryer. The the title of the episode is Customers Suck. Like Bernie Sanders. (laughs) I also want a large orange soda with no ice and a. Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) What killed me about it was that guy sounds like my whichever one that was sounds like my cousin. Man, that was Beavis. No, no, that was Butthead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, that character really did sound like Bernie Sanders ordering <laughs> something at the drive-thru. I hate to say it. I want a large fry. <laughs> no salt. <laughs> uh, I don't like potatoes. No, hey. no. Let me clear. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> That's when you know they're about yeah. to dissemble. <laughs> Shut up. Come on, butthead. 
Uh, we shouldn't be laughing at that, but we are. You are too, admit it. Stick yeah. around, we'll be right back. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back, back on the show. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau Go with the home team. Clarification from Gator Nation. I'm a poet and don't know it. I get a rhyme just about every time. I got a six pack that don't show it. Oh, is that right? (laughs) (laughs) Clarification from Gator Nation on the text line, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. He says, no, I meant the NFL Network top 100 player rankings from last night. Well, yeah, okay, so the NFL Network top 100 players, they did it 10 at a time. They had the top 10. They released them last night. Here they are. Number 10, Von Miller, linebacker, Broncos. Number 9, Julio Jones, receiver, Falcons. Number 8, Aaron Rodgers. Go, Pack, go! Number 7. It's, 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 a, it's a misprint because they got him on here twice. That if, if you go to the NFL website right now, they have Antonio Brown at number 7. They have him on there again at number 2. Go look at it. You'll see what I'm saying. They can't have them two guys, the same guy on there twice. They have Tom Brady, six. Todd Gurley, five. Patrick Mahomes, four. Khalil Mack, three. And Aaron Donald, one. The number one player, Aaron Donald, defensive lineman, um, Rams. That's your top ten. There you go. Look them up. I don't, I don't, you know, whatever. I think they had Fletcher Cox too low. The rest of them, so what? Who cares? Is Dak on there at all? Anybody know? Here it is. On the text line from 100 grand, he said, Hey, Matt, he must be in the car. How about that? (laughs) He gets in the car and texts us every time, Roger. 100 grand (laughs) texts the show and said, Hey, Matt, it's that time. Let's get that boom going. And wait a minute, hold on, time out. Hundred grand. Are you telling me? Surely this is a lie. You're talking about Beaver here at uh, 1059 The Zone in Jackson says that the Sonic Boom is a trash band. Oh no, Did surely Be- not. Would Beaver say something? He wouldn't say something that stupid. Oh man, we're gonna have to ask him about that. Two days ago, it was Neck. Yesterday, it was Coming to America. Here it is, JSU band. Get ready. There's no way Beaver said that. I just don't, I won't believe it. I think this is a signature song. You think so? Yeah. It's the most commonly associated. 
There you go, 100 grand. Like I said, roll your windows down right around town. Baby. It won't be long now. Uh, gets me ready for football. You know what else gets me ready for football, Roger? I was looking on Twitter. So, you know, my brother-in-law and his brother are the coaches over at Warren Central High School in Vicksburg. Oh, neat. I did not know that. Yeah, Rob Morgan, who we were the same age, both quarterbacks at State. and We are married to sisters, so we're now brothers-in-law. But his brother, Josh Morgan, is the head coach at Warren Central. And I got to play with Josh for a few years. He was younger than us. But anyway, they're coaching at Warren Central, and I followed them on Twitter. So they tweeted out the team picture. They're all up there in Viking Stadium right there at Warren Central High School, wearing their red uniforms and coaches in blue tops. It looks really good. Got the face paint on? No face paint for the team picture up in the stands. It's kind of uh-huh. formal, you know? Okay. Oh. But they followed that up with a tweet. They're having media day. Y'all look at, and you see what I'm saying? It's Warren Central Viking football on Twitter at Big Finish. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. Uh, Yeah, it's at WC underscore 11 brothers. That's the Warren Central Viking football Twitter account. And you'll see they tweeted out pictures of media. They're having media day. So, like, they got a photo shoot. Their kids are in full uniform, like, their helmets on. Um, You know, flashbulbs popping and everything. And I just retweeted and said, boy, high school football has come a long way. (laughs) That's some old grizzled guy from the paper. (laughs) That's that's right. That's exactly right. You know, and he'd sit there and ask you a few questions. Maybe the photo would be in color. (laughs) Doubt it. None of my (laughs) high school photos in the picture, in the paper, were in color. None of them. I don't yeah. well I mean we that was had the color 90s thing wasn't it yeah. yeah I mean we had color but anyway maybe they were and I'm just not giving myself credit but <laughs> it is well, so much different Speaking now. of not giving yourself credit I just wanted to uh I want to congratulate you on your great ratings that just came out today Well thank you very much Between you and Chris we've doubled the ratings for this day part and the morning show has too so and Jake's had growth we've had growth all around so yeah. You guys are doing fantastic. Well, and it's not a you guys, Roger. You it's guys. A, it's an us. Guys. No, no, it's us. Yeah. I mean, everybody's okay. involved in it. And it's just, I mean, it's all a team thing. Um, this show is not on the air if it's not for you. Um, and, you know, we both take part in it. It's not just a one-man thing. It's the way it is with all the other shows. Like with Chris, you know, it's Beaver also. Absolutely. Um, with Bo, it's, you know, his guys, Jackson and Blake and everybody. So, um yeah, appreciate. We give each other a hard time sometimes, show to show. We're yeah. all pulling together. Yeah, I tell you, it's uh, it's a, a neat thing. Just I don't know, incremental probably doesn't even describe it. When you go a no, couple, this couple is of fantastic. years, when you go a couple of years in a row, and again, this is kind of inside jargon. But listen, if you're listening to my voice right now, um, if you listen to this show live in the middle of the day on WRKS, the Zone 105.9 uh, ESPN Radio. You are listening, and so are others, at a rate that is uh, really incredible. And over the last couple of years, (laughs) say again, Roger? And we thank you. Absolutely. We thank you so much for listening. Just can't say thanks enough. You know, 
it's a, an indication that there's been some good ideas and some good things happen, and the numbers, they haven't just grown. I mean, you're talking the audiences doubling and tripling over the course of two and or, or one and two years. So, again, if you're listening, just can't say thanks enough, and everybody here is doing a great job. So, you got fantastic taste. You, you really do. You really do. And now I'm going to go take some ibuprofen because my shoulder's hurting from patting myself on the back. <laughs> old football injury. That's, yeah, that's what it is. That's what we'll chalk it up to. That's what we'll chalk it up. Hey, I, you brought up Beavis and Butthead. I have a story here they would laugh at. Roger. What you got? Here's the headline. Calgary woman traumatized after being trapped and tipped over porta potty following windstorm. <laughs> <laughs> Cecilia Mawaloga. Fell over on the door, I take it. Ce- oh. Cecilia Mawaloga was left feeling disgusted and humiliated after what was supposed to be a memorable event with her boyfriend's family visiting oh, Germany. Oh, oh, she'll remember it. Her boyfriend's family was visiting from Germany. He, she and her husband, they're out with their five-week-old daughter. And they took their parents to the Wings Over Springbank air show on Saturday, July 27th. Fast forward. Intense winds forced a sudden cancellation. Spectators were sent away. Before they left, she had to make a stop. Quote, I felt the wind move it a little bit. As soon as I was trying to sit, the whole thing just went on my back and the door facing downwards, and I could feel all the water and everything falling on me. It was gross. End quote. Fast forward. Next quote. Next quote was from her. I was screaming my lungs off. (laughs) There's lots of other quotes. Frankly, I cannot and won't read all of them. Roger, there are pictures with this story. Can we just say that she was having a crappy day? <laughs> well, Luckily, it was before the you know the it wasn't like the event had been going on all day, and, <laughs> and you know it had a chance to get yeah, really, really there's, well. They're supposed to empty those things. I'm looking at the picture, Roger, and there they are. The picture, they've been blown over, and the stuff that's on the inside has leaked out all onto the pavement. Mm. Like, it's run way down the road. Somebody took pictures of little, like, hypodermic needles laying on the ground that fell out of that thing. Like, probably people taking their insulin, you'd hope. She said she took a two-hour shower after this happened. Is that enough? Oh. I don't imagine she felt like a bath. (laughs) (laughs) Roger? The she's wind, been baptized already. She's not going to go back in. The wind blew the thing over onto the door, trapping her inside of it. Oh, my goodness. I think I'm going to go take a shower after reading that. And I'll be back for the start of hour number two, coming up with Matt Moscona and you here on the show in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show 